0: Welcome back to the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast. Now, with the mention of whiskey in its title, hey, this is Jake whispering in a very dark, dark, dark society of Chicago, also known as Scotch Malt Whiskey Society of America in Chicago at the Franklin Room. And with me today, back from unpopular demand, (laughs) all the way from Dunfermline, the son in law of Sean Deitch. The man who will fire Mr. Klopp himself and walk Mohammed Salah straight out of I don't know, never walk Anfield. alone. No, he never walk alone. That's the whole thing that. Cal McDonald, welcome back to the podcast. Ah, uh, great to be
1: back. Um super exciting tonight because we are like you say, we're at the Singamalt Um Whiskey Society. Um Scotch Whiskey Society. Uh, and we've got six whiskeys in front of us.
0: We do. Um, and we also have
1: a little bit of a live crowd
0: in the background, too, so you will hear a bit of that ambiance. So what we are doing here at the OutRun for February here in Chicago for Scotch Malt Whiskey Society, we'll get a little bit in more into the character of or the uh, in-depth of the club itself and about how it runs and how it operates, where you can be a member yourself. If you go to ScotchMaltWhiskeySocietyAmerica.com, sign up, become a member, and then you can, you're, you can come to these events for a discounted price taste a lot of whiskey, meet a lot of like-minded people and do it really in a way, in an atmosphere that you won't be judged.
1: I think it's, yeah, I mean, obviously we're being led by El Han tonight. Yep. Um, which we'll get him on the microphone here eventually, yeah, well, before the night hopefully ends. Yeah, we'll tonight on for a second, but um, he is obviously someone that inherited this role, mm-hmm. almost, because he's such a big lover of, of single malt, which is pretty cool. Um, And, you know, it's always easy to feel like you're in a special place when you're sitting here as well in the Franklin Room, uh, which doesn't usually open on a Monday, but tonight, they or every Monday at the start of the month, every first Monday of every month, they they do actually open for some samples and for the the society itself. So pretty exciting to be here. Yeah, Um,
0: the great Peter Kim opens the door for us, and then we come and drink. Elhan's filling in for Ben Diedrich, who was a guest on this podcast way back in like episode 25 or something like that. Yeah. So um, he's kind of carried the torch for Scotch Whiskey Society here in Chicago for us to have these tastings. And so how, the, outlet, how the, the night goes, we have six different pours, all in Glencairn. Shout out to you, Marty Duffy. And we, guess, we talk about the notes. We talk about the taste with a group of people. Uh, mostly, I would say probably strangers at your table. Maybe some friends you bring along, but you're paired with, the, mm. with other people. So you have that actual atmosphere of a bar, a public house, if you will, to talk over what you're actually drinking.
1: Um, I just had a sip of the first one.
0: The nose is beautiful on it.
1: Um, so is the mouth. It's the palate is unbelievable as well. It's super fruity and bright. Very fruity. Absolutely exploded when I got it in there. Um, make as many jokes as you want about yeah, that last please, line. Please I will. Um, I was holding back, but I like trying what, to be mature. What I really like about this is that you know, usually when you do a blind taste thing, people just kind of give you the. They give you the pick of the litter, you know, they just say, right, there's 120, 130 (coughs) distilleries in Scotland, which one is this one? But what's really cool about this is that they've actually narrowed everything down for us. So this first one, this first cask, I think the first thing I noticed was quite light in colour. And uh, interestingly enough, it has between, it has a bunch of different age ranges. Um, Mm. And for me, you know, I think immediately the first thing that I thought was that this one was a sort of a middle-ager, yeah. If you like, you know, it's not, it doesn't have that really strong oaky feel mm. that an older whiskey would have, but then also it wasn't as stringent as maybe a younger Scotch would be. No. Um, so I'm thinking somewhere in that eight to 12, um, mm-hmm. eight to 12, 13 to 17 range. Yeah. So if for people
0: who have never been to a tasting for Scotchmont Whiskey Society, what you do is we have a little card in front of us about the notes we think are present on the whiskey. And we talk about them. We talk about all six of them, which we'll be doing here tonight on the podcast, and take a little guess to see which distillery it is, how old it is, um, what type of wood, if there's a sherry finish to it, which is so prominent in in Scotland when they're making their whiskey. So it's a little bit of this kind of, it's kind of a, it's a blind guess about what it what is going on in this glass and where it's coming from. If you don't know Scotch Wh- Whiskey Society at all, they procure bottles from all over Scotland, um, basically as single barrels, if you will. And they are a club that started in the early 1980s. Ooh, we even get the brown line in the background? It feels like we're up a guile, oh <laughs> baby. Um, the pizza's also here too. We eat while we drink whiskey responsibly let the train pass just a little bit the door is open so it's a bit louder but that's okay um, yeah, so these uh, group of friends started buying barrels from all over and independent bottling it, essentially. And then it grew, and now we just learned tonight, to a publicly traded company. Yeah, that's crazy. And Once it,
1: Upon a Time Owned by Glenn Modern G, yeah. which also was interesting. Didn't know
0: that either. Publicly traded. Um, so they uh, buy barrels now from all over the world. Wars uh, actually has bought it, given them a cask in the past. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's become an uh, international brand where they essentially are independent bottlers. Everything is labeled. You can find out the distillery is not actually on the bottle, but the coating of the labels is available online and very easy to find so it's a kind of a really inventive way of trying whiskey enjoying whiskey just for the flavors and the profiles that you find and when drinking it and then purchasing it
1: and it's always nice to you know when we go through and we, we've done this sort of thing before but it's always nice to go through and just be completely wrong about yes. everything
0: i guess in on this one deanston 12 that's what you're going for deanston 11
1: the this first one yeah that's serious.
0: <laughs> It has that like uh that
1: bread pudding spice, bright fruit notes to it. I think the first thing that I thought when it went when I tasted it was it's an ex sherry barrel like it felt very fruity, you know.
0: Um, it tastes there's like an element of the fruitiness to it, but I don't get like the tannic structure to it if it would yeah. be a sherry cask. So now we're is going and asking the questions that are on the sheet about age, if it's young, if it's old and the group about 30 people here tonight are guessing aloud about what their closing with their questions, with their <laughs> answers after he posed the question.
1: I think eight w- to is a good we're guess.
0: thinking 8 to 12 over here, uh, just for everybody back there. Cast strength. What do you think on cast strength?
1: I'd say 54, 55%. Yeah, it's
0: light. I don't think it's too heavy, I guess. I think like a hundred and seven ish, hundred and eight ish. Um, I don't proof. think I don't think they're always at cash strength, are they? Or are they?
1: Uh, Craig's doing some fact checking for us over here. I think I think the ex bourbon battle. Yeah, it has a vanilla note to it. Yeah, the definitely the lack of that, like oh, like ma- you see the lack of that bitterness, the tannins. Did you get a little uh maple? No,
0: Maple. maybe you can hear Elhan in the background talking about all this, so it's gonna be the constant theme of the night. Guessing, talking, discussing amongst others, eating some pizza.
1: There we go. Yeah, 56. Yeah. So we got fifty six and fifty seven for the ABV yeah. coming out, but I think I think it's lower than that. Uh I, I don't
0: I'd be surprised if it was.
1: If it was an ex bourbon and it was that um if it was that strong mm-hmm. <laughs> if it was that strong, I think you would feel it a lot more with an ex-bourbon barrel. Yeah, the I heat. think
0: so. It w- if it was Craig Ellkey, that's interesting. Craig Ellkey,
1: it doesn't surprise me. No,
0: that'd be a good guess. That's
1: what Mister Bel uh, oh, really? he, here on my left, had.
0: So we aren't gonna, we aren't, we don't think it's a Deanston 11. <laughs> what about this next one? Have you been drinking a lot of scotch lately? Huh? Have
1: you been drinking a lot of scotch lately? Not really. A lot less. I had, a, I had an Irish whiskey tasting on Friday. Um, it was run by a man called Rob Caldwell. He's the global BA for tealing. Oh, yeah. Very, very nice guy, Australian guy, living in Dublin. Um, and it was at the Gage. So I went and sat in for that, um, but it was good. We're hearing the answer now. Did, we, did he sell us?
0: Gosh darn it. We suck, we missed the answer. So Irish whiskey tasting.
1: It was what, good, yeah. All tealing? All tealing. We did uh, We did their chinkapaw. Um, we did their black pits. Then we had a 30 year old and a 32 year old. Wow. And they were, the 30 and 32 year old were mind blowingly good. What was the cast on those, do you remember? Um, I think I think it'd been, it spent time in a sherry, in a port, yeah. and you really got those flavors from it. So it was an ex bourbon battle. Ex bourbon. Wow. 58.7 oh, wow. on the ABV. That's yes, what you had the 60. Huh. Very interesting. So I think 58.7, like it tasted very light for be yeah. 117. Yeah. And they do bottle everything at cast strength, which what is was nice. The, what right? was the, the
0: Glengarry. I could see that for sure. You know, the uh, the wife, the the former producer of the podcast, she has a bottle of Glengarry from 1987, the year she was born, that I'm not allowed to open. But one of these days, I think I'm just going to pop it open, chug it, fill it up with water, or maybe some like Jim Beam, and recap it. So, hold on, I was explaining the history of the distillery and its relationship with the society. Glengarry, it turns out, is not a uh, distillery that commits a lot of barrels to the society, where other ones, like Glenfarkless... Um, Highland Park, some of the names you'll recognize in the Scotch world, even if you aren't a big Scotch drinker they do a lot of partnerships or if you will uh, selling of casks to the society society in that sense and you can buy them online, even if you aren't a society member it just costs a little more, I think you get a special discount if you're a society member especially from tastings, you get like 10% off or something like that Um, but it's it's, if you're going to order them make sure you're at home to sign for them I will say that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've, had a few, I've had a few that just keep coming back the same day. Like, can you come back at a different time, maybe? Can could we, could we work something out here? Yeah. Oh, well, well, been there, done that. You know how I deliver whiskey these days? Is I just call it a collectible, call it some cold brew, take it to UPS and ship it along its way. Apparently, UPS doesn't care if you ship whiskey anymore. Collectibles. Collectibles. <laughs> well, I no, no. I, I've had I had a two bottles break in a box of like eighteen bottles. And they uh, repackaged it for me, put it into a giant trash bag that was, like, waterproof, then put it in ne- into another box, r- zipped it up, and sent it to my house.
1: So, they have still the bottles in there. But, yeah. Are moving on to number two. Number two, um, I'm just going to go in. I'm going to just absolutely shotgun this. I'm going, I think it's I think it's an ex-Sherry Glenn Farkless at 14 years. Have you
0: smelled it or tasted it?
1: Tasted it very briefly, but...
0: Um, X Sherry for sure. Yeah, X Sherry. Oh, uh, right off the nose. You get that I, I could see I could see maybe the
1: Grand Farkless. has that has it a uh, barnyard kind of flavour to it or nose to it? I think between fifty maybe fifty seven percent actually. I feel like 58 50 is a bit high. Fifty seven percent Farkless, fourteen years, X Sherry.
0: I feel like Glenn Farkless is one of those distilleries that should probably owe us money. Yeah,
1: it's it's one of those brands that we've had on the podcast in spirit many times.
0: And we've had their single barrels on from Fountainhead. Talked about them a lot.
1: And we, we, those guys over at Fountainhead—they were big lovers of that. Big lovers, magical lovers. I think celestial lovers.
0: Two brothers finding the world together through whiskey, <laughs> traveling across the pond to fall into another pond while driving a car. I think you're near Farkless.
1: I think the true story. I think what's kind of cool is um, with Elhan—is he seems very passionate, you know, about
0: it. Oh, so Elhan is he does this for fun. Yeah. He doesn't get paid. He That's has very cool. he has a profession that he does all throughout the week and then once a month he prepares for these classes. Uh he's he's a luminary in the whiskey world. He's always out and about at all the best whiskey bars in Chicago. He also runs Drammer Chicago Chicago too. So oh, he's yeah. a busy boy. Busy boy in the whiskey world and not getting paid for it. Huh. I know that story. <laughs> We've been there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know this podcast.
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for 57 instead on this. Mm. Down. Craig Belpedio.
0: This is really delicious.
1: The second one. Yeah, it's lovely. That's why the I second said more? The second one.
0: Uh, shout out to our uh, the person who started this podcast with me, who turned 50 years old yesterday.
1: Big Wilson.
0: Yeah couldn't make his party i forgot i had a Star Wars event last night <laughs> in the last minutes but um in spirit in spirits we were there
1: um even though he's 50 he still looks 35
0: i mean at least 37 i'm 36 okay. I, I think i look younger than that him latin blood yeah yeah Keeps him young mexican blood latino he's not mexican just a joke running joke on the podcast razor ramon I love the finish on this. It just keeps, it stays there. The sherry oh, notes are very really pronounced. Fruity, right? Yeah, really free. Very free. Plums. Um, right down in my
1: plums. I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, I think it's, this one's a lovely one. I was, I've, uh. Did you add any water to the first or second?
0: I have not. I was going to do that with the second I think one. we add a wee bit of water to the second um, one, right? Um, oh, I've, and other notes of whiskey, I've been contacted by some friends up in Wisconsin to come up for a distillery visit.
1: Oh god! <laughs> Cut me out. Okay, <laughs> I'll inform them right away. Um, I mean that is—it does linger for a while. That one really does.
0: I—I I, I said barnyard um, on the nose, and that like a that barley note just stands out so much. Kind of reminds me of like chewing on dried barley before it goes in the mash
1: tanks. That sort of heavy barley feel would often give me rise that it isn't as old. It could be. They get really
0: odd casts. I mean, we've had some six-year-old before at these events before. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, One of the most interesting whiskeys I've ever had in my life. We've had some six-year-old...
1: That's one of the exciting things, I suppose, about it is that you will get such a variety as you go through. You know, yeah. the more and more eventually come to, the more the more kind of different scotches you're going to get the chance to taste. And they're
0: really good about introducing new products into the market, and an odd, th- odd, everything's an oddball. I mean, that's obviously what they're trying to do. Is that as the group for over f- for forty some years now, is that you're trying to find these odd configurations of whiskey to essentially not match with the distillery, what they're really known for. Uh, where in a single barrel program in America, by distillery is all about Trying to find the profile of of your core whiskey to bring it back, or have that single single bowls have that identity of the core whiskey's in there to bring it back to those those core offerings to sell them. But um, with Scotch Malt Whiskey Society, the goal is to find something that's really unique and different that you wouldn't find every day from yeah, the you distillery. Can't buy it yeah, else so that's fun. why these bottles are so a little more expensive when you pay for them. Um, you can get you can get some for like the hundred dollar price more, plus shipping.
1: And I suppose, interestingly enough. Um, you know when we when the tasting started, uh, Elham was kind enough to introduce Pete, who obviously runs Franklin Room. But they actually keep a hold of the bottles behind the bar, mm-hmm. and you know for as long as they last, you can come into Franklin and and catch one, grab one, before they disappear inevitably. I
0: really uh, I had some water the second one. That fruit <laughs> totally changed. I have it. Tol- I think it pronounced all the flavors. Right. I really like it though. I like what it did to it.
1: I've never tried a Glenlossie single malt.
0: I haven't either. I was going to ask you or tell you have a little conversation about Teeling, how they're one of the very few Irish distilleries with single barrel
1: program. Yeah, they. Um, I think obviously, I think back in twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, they won whiskey of the whiskey of the year. Um, oh yeah with the whiskey that we actually tried, which was the 30-year-old. But I think at the time it was like a 26 or something. Hmm. Um, And it was, you know, the the whiskeys that they're doing, especially some of the single malts that they have, are fantastic. But, you know, Rob made some really, really good points about the Irish whiskey industry. Teeling in itself is not a very big distillery. No, I've been there. You know, it's very small. Almost got engaged there. I know, but you decided to do it on a cliff somewhere instead just in case you could throw yourself off it in case you said no exactly perfect
0: there's a small cliff
1: <laughs> you it's might survive but it would be a like painful it, life it's kind of like
0: in the dark night when he's like ah are you stupid this won't kill me and he's hanging the guy from the <laughs> from the uh staircase and then he drops and he's like yeah i hope it doesn't like, Yeah, that's what, that was that's my that's plan point. <laughs>
1: yeah and he breaks both his legs um, but i think that you know teeling especially it's really had much more of a presence in recent years. Mm. You know, I feel like it's, especially over the pandemic, kind of exploding onto the scene, um, in the sense that it was much more widespread, much more widespread people talking about it. And that was what Rob, the BA was actually saying, that their recent successes with um, the Chinkapaw especially, Mm. which was the single malt of the year, I think, or the best single malt um, last year, all of the money that they're making off those uh, whiskies has completely changed the landscape for them. You know, it's it's given rise to for him to be able to come out here and do these tastings mm. and do these, you know, these events. So he's Australian, but based in, I- in Ireland? Australian who'd lived in London, met his future wife in London, who was Irish, mm. moved to Dublin. They did one year back in Australia, but she wasn't having it, and they went back to Ireland, so... <laughs> She is the UK brand ambassador for the McAllen. Oh, so I think they they both understand each other's tra- travel schedules. You know, they right. they can kind of get through it together because they both know that they're going to be out in bars till all hours of the night. Yeah, it's it's difficult one.
0: I do feel like it's been so we're recording on February fifth or sixth something like sixth, that. Sixth, yeah, it's on the paper right there. I should see it. Um, thank you, and. I feel like I've been at bars a lot this year so far, late into the hours, um, many nights out of the week. Do we get the information in the second one?
1: Not yet. Okay.
0: Have we tried the third?
1: The third is delectable.
0: We usually late, wait, Callum, until we hear the notes. That's how we <laughs> do it here.
1: Well, I'm I'm excited for trying as a mem- got to... As see a it.
0: member, I'm going to slap you across the face
1: with my privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have no
0: guesses. I mean, Glenfarclas, I could see it for sure. Probably a side sherry. There's something else in there that's like a like a nutmeg or something.
1: Oaky, the oakiness to it's like. What's interesting is that Braval is one of the options there, and you very, very, very seldom get a chance to taste Braval. But it's typically oh, there's quite creamy. There. It's quite. It's typically quite creamy. I've never
0: had anything from them.
1: I don't think. But Aval was one of the single malts that was in Shivas Regal Altus. Oh, what do you think of an age? Thirteen to seventeen. I've got there. There's a lot of there's
0: a lot of oak to it. Definitely old. What was the age of the first one? The I don't know, I didn't get didn't uh, I get the age it. on the first one. We'll come back to it.
1: Live from, <laughs> from the Franklin Room. This is the thing I think there is that kind of like you said, the barnyard feel, that barley note. It would give Do you like that? F- yeah, I do like it, yeah. I think I think you're right, there's there's that there's that fruitiness almost like you've chewed on a, a barley corn, you know? Yeah.
0: Reminds me of my old days wandering Working in distilleries. Yeah, walking in distilleries when you used to do those things. When you used to be close to the distillery you worked for. Speaking of distilleries close to us, you see, uh, Joe Henry was in town last week. For all you don't know, he's the owner. He's the he's the J and J Henry.
1: That's how I introduced them when we were in the sauna together, to someone else, not to each other. Of course. Um, Do you know what? Let's, let's just not even go down well, there. Yeah, well, well, please explain <laughs> this story. Were there
0: towels? There were towels. Oh, thank God. <laughs> we would have shown you up. <laughs> um, but he was in town uh, in Chicago last week selling the whiskey, and their new rack house is going up. I don't know if you've seen pictures of it. It looks pretty cool. They're uh, building a whole new structure at the farm.
1: Someone guessed 53 on the proof for the second whiskey. I think that's too low. 53?
0: Yeah, percent.
1: It's too low. I would say
0: so. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if this was at 116, 117.
1: Noctu would be interesting. You know. Because they do love they love a sherry barrel. Yeah.
0: I didn't know they actually had the distillery is that new? No? No, the distillery options on the on the sheet here? Did they? Okay. Once again, Craig is fat checking in for us, so it can't be Glen Murray. Glenn don't think so. No Glen Murray. Murray. Do you know I almost worked for them?
1: Really? Yeah, I was feel was like I feel like that's a, that's an answer to many of the distilleries in this. And country. I uh, it was between Star Wars and Glenmoray and Virtue Cider.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just throw a curveball in there. Eleven years old. Eleven. Wow. All right, so So it's it's eleven years old.
1: A bit, a bit of an overshot
0: We haven't heard Space Side. We got that right. So we got the Space Side part.
1: Wow. Wow. Hundred and twenty-four proof. It's hundred and twenty-five. But it makes sense at 11 years old. You know, it's not had a right. lot of time to come down. It's nice, though. It's lovely. I, I thought guessing at
0: 116, 117 would be
1: Probably why it really exploded with the water, though. didn't feel diluted. Right,
0: right. Good point. So right now, Elhan is describing his tasting notes and profiles to it because he actually tries everything blindly as well and then, and then comes into through. the event and then yeah. talks about yeah. Yeah, so the water, Elhan yeah. also agrees that Elhan, the water is adding great flavor to it.
1: I think you know, ex bourbon barrel. Wow, first fill ex
0: bourbon. no
1: sherry. We were
0: wrong. What a little the, super strong up st- there? Stupid little bitches. And I am shocked you by that.
2: S- now, fruity.
0: now that I know it's a first fill ex bourbon, I get like the creaminess to
1: it more. I'm like, oh yeah, there's that, there's that note. Bray Val. Bray Val. Bray that's, sc- that's the scotch over here. There you go. Peter yeah, and t- I, we were looking like we got someone going to tell us like... Yeah, Bray Val. Bray Val. Interesting. So I've never heard anything from them. So in, the first whiskey. Yeah, interesting that we were chatting about that. Because the only time I ever tried Bray on its own was in the Beekman Hotel in Manhattan in 2016. Look at you. We were doing... Hi, Flutin boy. <laughs> It was my first it was my first big whiskey event. We did the launch oh, yes. of the Shivas Regal Ultis there and they they had a whole sound experience where you would put headphones on and there was like perfume for each and like food and there was different notes for every distillery. Um and I think they were they were Strathila, Altavania, Breval, Tormore, and Boom, oh, well, the other one will come back to me. Hmm. But really, really interesting because I remember Breval specifically being very, very creamy. Um, so interesting, you know, really, really interesting that that one is up there. It's such a high proof. It's it's really interesting that you 65. held on that 67%. note
0: too because, like, you you don't necessarily do that with the whiskey you drink or anything
1: you drink. No, no and I, I just remember it being very, very creamy. Oh, Long Morn was the other one. Long Morn was the other one. Um which also has a very, like, vanilla, heavy, creamy note to it. And I remember thinking that, both about the Longmorn, and the the Breval, and then uh, the Tormor, Strathila, and the Altavania. I feel like they had a little bit more of this, like, kind of spicy note to them, you know? Very, very interesting. Where was that at again? What bar? That was at the Beekman oh, yeah. in Manhattan. So big, big hotel out there, and we did this launch, you know, and... Um, it was really, really cool. It was. I met my, the guy that actually hired me for this job, Steve Magari. He just, he just moved to work for Rosaluna. Hmm. Small, oh really? yeah, yeah, small, yeah, small mezcal, five thousand cases yeah, around yeah. the country. He's just gone over to them to, to manage their on premise. I was just standing next to them at a trade show for Breakthrough on Friday. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah. So are they are they through Breakthrough? Yeah. Oh, nice. So very, very interesting. And I've not tasted it yet, but apparently it's very good. It was really good. Yeah.
0: Um. they're I don't. I don't know if he's a. An owner Or exactly what his role is But uh, The guy who was there His name is Luke Used to work for Redwood Brands In, ah. in New York Which is the portfolio manager cool circle. Yeah, Of Star Wars So It was like And we hadn't seen each other since A uh, Post oh, uh, oh. Drunken party At BCB <laughs> <laughs> Where <laughs> The Australians uh, Threw a party Put it that way And we were standing on a curb somewhere Drinking Tecate around 2am
1: Oh boy Yeah Well I'm sure that the CNM again was probably nice, especially that you could see straight. Right, right. There wasn't four of them this no. time. No, no. Isn't it always nice
0: to have New York as that, that little pleasure island of mischief and debauchery? But then you can leave it and come back home to Chicago, where yeah, I it's, think it's uh, half the price of living.
1: I think um, you know what what would it take? And I ask our listeners out there, you know, drop Jake a DM. What would it take for you to move to New York? That is the real question.
0: I can tell you what it doesn't take. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's try number three here. Number
0: three. So you've already tried it?
1: So I, I sipped it.
0: How do we sip? The nose is the... For these first three you try, it's the lightest on the on the nose.
1: I already want to say that this one's younger than the previous two. I would
0: assume so. Uh, it's not coming... It, it's bright, but it's not... doesn't, like, penetrate your nostrils or anything?
1: So... This one, interestingly enough, I've never tried Tullabardine on its own. Um, Craig's saying that he has. Um, but I, I think, you know, my my original thought is that this is an ex-bourbon ba- uh, cask.
0: I'd assume so.
1: It's um, very light, very, very based vanilla the color. Forward. Yeah, vanilla for sure. But this is the thing that we just, I could I would have put my house on the last one being ex shetty. I think one thing that I'm maybe learning about myself in this tasting is that that higher proof when you've got that spice, mm-hmm. maybe maybe I'm mistaking that for that sort of dark fruit. You know, the dates, the raisins that aren't there. It's just a lot of it is spice, you know?
0: Yeah, I guess in looking you've more in your glass for the
1: second one, it's a very
0: light color. We should have probably looked at that and managed that the first time for the number two. Oh,
1: for number two? Yeah. Yeah. So... I think I think number three I'm gonna go with X I'm gonna go with X uh, I mean, we, we have a full bottle of whiskey bourbon. right now it's, it's lives its life in a wine barrel you look at that
0: compared to like what we thought was an X sherry cask and yeah it, there's no coloring on it
1: I'm gonna go with X bourbon here I'm gonna actually go with second fill as well I feel like it's very very light really light high 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 proof um this is the first one that has like some astringency to it yeah
0: a little bit younger as well maybe. <laughs> Should probably swallow the whiskey before I talk. <laughs> Just spit
1: it all over the microphone. Can you imagine?
0: That's on these microphones after
1: four years or oh however boy. long. Actually, we, we we wash them, don't I we? What
0: was the key? Like, I think we're. I think the four year anniversary is like today.
1: Is it not the end of February? We usually do it like the twenty second of, of February. Maybe it's the end of February. Should I look? Yeah, we usually I remember it just came to my mind. I remember twenty twenty one in all its glory and that was the twenty second or that the twenty fourth of February. Yeah, that was your basement. Someone sat on the cake. That was me. Someone had balloons. <laughs> that was, was
0: not, not me. The best was when we did the two hundredth podcast at Bitter Pops earlier, the uh, end of last year. And they had no idea that we were like throwing a party. They just thought we were coming to record our podcast. We put a
1: lot of money behind the bar that night. Oh, yeah. It was our best Tuesday ever. Oh, no, that was where there was big balloons. Yeah, that's where there was balloons. big big 200 in balloons. Let's see. We almost got everybody on. It was chaos. One of the longest. You brought some weirdo. (laughs) I see him all the time at the gym. (coughs) It scares me.
0: still have no idea who that guy was, but I can't. When was, gosh, when when was that? Did we do anything last year for the three-year anniversary? I don't think we did. Yeah, you
1: and I probably got drunk somewhere. That's a possibility.
0: I found a picture of Graham right now. That was nice. Nice to see. Yeah, I'm looking back through okay, so here we go. Uh February twenty seventh, I posted a picture saying two year anniversary special part one is available now, so be the twenty sixth, I would guess. Of February. All right. Maybe February twenty fourth? Because I have posted a picture on the February 23rd saying two-year anniversary podcast uh, tomorrow. (laughs) So yeah, not till like the late 20s. Am I going to be in town for that? That's the question. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Oh, by the way, while we're talking about parties, on February 18th, Beguile Brewing, where we started this podcast... And another great independent bottle shop called Bottles and Cans, which is located in Ravenswood, Lincoln Square area of Chicago. They are throwing a 10-year anniversary birthday party celebration, Lollapalooza, at uh, Architectural Artifacts, which is a giant event space up in the Ravenswood neighborhood of Chicago. There is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like 30 breweries. Whoa. Three bands.
1: That's pretty cool. 800
0: 800 tickets available. Essentially, it's a street fest inside of a a building in the middle of February for all the Chicagoans to hang out. Tickets are $60. Just go to beguile.com or bottlesandcans.com to purchase tickets. Uh, I will be there pouring cocktails. Wilson will be there pouring cocktails and a few other spirits as well. So uh, there'll be also food vendors and I believe even food trucks. So, oh yeah, God. it'll be uh, for 60 bucks. You can drink all you want, eat all you want, and listen to live music.
1: I mean, if you get there early enough, that's literally your lunch and your dinner.
0: Yeah, I don't know the time it starts, but, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a 9 a.m. I think job. it starts 6. I think it <laughs> oh, okay, at p.m., so yeah.
1: I was going to say 6 a.m. You just stay there all day. I wonder
0: who Everton's playing that morning.
1: Oh, God. You'll probably be there, though. Hand on heart. At Everton? I wish. The commute back. Sean you could commute yeah, back. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll run
1: a bit, yeah, Sean. You know, I put it, I put my will, my heart, my, my all my guts into the glory, glory of this club. You know, it's it's, it's a glorious and street that I play for. Um, I, I feel like we should edit that out. Why?
0: <laughs> That's my Sean Dyche impression. I know. <laughs> it needs to be raspier. Um, you thought Tom Davies would start, but guess not. Where are we at with this one? Number three. Really. I I now that I knows it again. I'm thinking sherry too. Did we save for the first one? I didn't find. Both sh- the first ones I thought
1: were sherry. Oh,
0: I didn't think so because I'm a man of extreme palate.
1: You know, I've added some water.
0: There's a little bit of that little mango bright fruit note in there. It could be sherry. Could be
1: some
0: some, Could be some Turkish wood.
1: I'm getting, I feel like it's quite a high proof as well.
0: I, there's something that's, I don't know if it's sherry. There's a a note on there that's reminiscent of sherry, but I'm not totally sure. It's hot. It is hot. It tastes like a young whiskey. If someone gave this to me, I'd be like, oh, is there a startup distillery in Scotland that's selling young whiskey? It's definitely got. I will say when I do these tastings, I, I usually try to come to these every other month. Um, back in the day before COVID, we used to do these tastings at Delilah's. And go almost every every month that I can make it. And there's always one or two that I'm not necessarily a fan of. There's always one standout when I'm like, oh, I want to buy that bottle. And you go look it up and you're like, oh, that costs 250 bones. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll step back and not buy that one. I, I feel like there's one time we had looking uh, at bottles and they're like, 550 dollars. We, we all loved at one of
1: them and i'm knew, doubling we, down on x bourbon
0: okay he's back cal's back to x bourbon but yeah for these ones there's always this is a cool thing about it you can buy a bottle if you want to after it um i usually buy them for special occasions like my wedding and anniversaries for podcasts <laughs> hint hint for anybody out there uh february 24th we're going with i think um so yeah We'll do a stream podcasting session. I'll, as we're also talking about events, um, if you listen to this podcast, we every last two or three years we have done a world whiskey tasting, where we have basically sent out fifty virtual kits for people who sign up for a virtual tasting, where we interview six different distillers, makers, blenders, ambassadors from six different distilleries all
1: across the world. It's always a logistical disaster.
0: Yeah, we figured it out though, <laughs> uh, and by the by the, uh, by the time the event starts we actually figure it out and then we broadcast it out live for three hours at a bar well we're gonna do a little bit of a twist differently um we're gonna do it at a bargain we're probably not gonna send out any tasting kits because that's a nightmare an absolute nightmare but we might live stream it but we are gonna do a ticketed event at delilah's on world whiskey day may 20th may 20th so be mark there that on be your square. calendars i can't wait
1: you're not gonna be there i'm gonna have friends when <laughs> whose friend who's this friend I used to do the national parks with
0: I love people come over to our podcast like i talk to them while we're in the middle of recording a podcast
1: <laughs> well, Spayburn Spayburn whoa Ooh. I haven't had Spaburn in a while X-Burbon. 12 X-Bourbon Spayburn oh man I nailed that one I got 2 out of 3 of the goals you there you said 12 years I said I said 8 to 12 it doubled down on X-Bourbon did we did get, you get the ABV did you get an ABV I feel like it's hot wow not yeah, I was thinking it would be a little bit higher than that. Interestingly enough... I came up with 12 years. That's the biggest shock. 12 well, years. The thing is, in the ex-bourbon barrel, it's come down all that all that in um, proof because the bourbon barrel is smaller than the sherry.
0: Yeah, I would assume so.
1: So in 12 years, you're it's probably come out of the still at what do you, 57-ish. Do you
0: know about the climate that Speyburn's in?
1: Speyburn... I mean, it, uh, this is the thing. Spayburn, will, because of the size of the um, cooperages and the the stock rooms in Speyside, regardless of where the the distillery is, the majority of big whisky houses are storing all of their whisky in Speyside anyway. Um, so you know, you'll it, it'll be affected less by that environmental factor than what might be, uh, you know let's just whiskey or I was going to say let's just pick a random distillery out of the air for example say a house in wisconsin mm. a black one
0: well according to certain people in wisconsin <laughs> there is certain areas of valleys <laughs> and peaks high and low where the climate is more ever changing than the climate in
1: australia so i don't know let's 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 just try four before we go to pizza, because I know that when I come back from having pizza, my, my palate is going to be different. I don't think I'm going to have any pizza. I haven't really ate carbs in a, over a month. You still, like, kind of going with the meat? Yeah. All the meats, baby.
0: I love putting a lot of meat in my mouth. Mm. Ooh. Are you training for a half marathon, you said? Oh, this is hot. Ooh. Okay.
1: I've tasted that before. It smells familiar. It's definitely not it's Glenlivet. Abelauer 12. <laughs> no, it's definitely not the Glenlivet. It's too spicy.
0: Let me see. What the, uh, I
1: haven't even looked at the options. The, so the, the options here for this one are Glenlivet, Tormor, Balmenach, Fettercairn, Balmanach, and oh. Klein Elish.
0: Oh. Yeah, Klein yeah. for sure. As soon as you said it.
1: Uh, honestly? What are we talking about?
0: One, two, oh, first one. Yeah, that's good. So El s- Elhan is talking was, about...
1: The second one was my favorite. Is
0: what? W- who's a favorite? No.
1: The third, you know, that ex-Bourbon battle, people doubling down. I don't think anybody likes the third one. So I think, honestly, I think I think this one is one that I mentioned earlier. What? I think it's Torn Moore. I've only had... I think I've only ever had things from them here. So Torn Moore does... A very, very, very spicy whiskey compared to, mm. like you know, you, you, you. It's you like Leslie's cooking. You t- <laughs> actually Leslie doesn't like spice, but you take that whiskey that we've just tried and you compare it with the Spayburn that we had, or even the, um, was uh, well, there was the Brave Al before, so it would say in the creaminess of the Brave Al, that Tormor, or that fourth one, I think it's gonna. I think that spice is gonna. I think that the big the big indicator there is the level of spice is going to give us Tor mm. So the only double down I'm doing here is Tor That's why we brought you for all this Scotch analysis. <laughs> it's not just not just your accent. <laughs> well, Elhan needed me for uh, he needed me for pronunciation. <laughs> we did bring you for the accent too. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean it, now it's just would be age statement. Obviously, I, I, I want to say I want to say eight to twelve again. But it has that spice that's pulled out of a barrel for could four. Be, could be thirteen seventeen. You know? But it was very, very tasty. X sherry. X sherry, I would say. This is
0: a this is a whiskey or a scotch that I come to these tastings for where yes. there's so much like, I haven't even tasted it yet and just all over the nose. I get different different elements to it each time I nose it. Yeah. And it goes straight up into my nostrils, takes everything over. This so far, I, I think this almost is taste it before. I can almost taste it without even actually sampling it. Up. I
1: think this is the most intriguing of the four that we've had so far. Like, it's different, you know. The first three were very, very tasty, very, very fruity. There was a lot of, like, depth to them. Yeah. But this is the first one that I've gone, ooh. Like, yeah, same. That's super different. The taste um, number two
0: did that, but not the nose before I had it. But as yeah. we are sitting next to the pizza and people are coming to get pizza, let's take a little break and we'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back with, after our pizza break, Cal made eight slices of pizza. <laughs> I'm a hungry guy. Um, but we are in the number four now of this great whiskey adventure of ours. And I think it's standing out to be one of our favorites. Ah, uh, it's lovely. Far. It's
1: got a great spice note to it. Um, also, our good
0: friend Craig is joining us on this this edition of the, uh, the tasting. Um,
1: so you had a lot of notes on this one. Yeah, I think... You know, I, like I said to you guys, I, I spoke a little bit about Breval and about Altus earlier on, and this one actually reminds me of another whiskey that was in there, which was Tormor. Um, and the reason for it was that it's very spicy. Um, we're currently discussing the ABV with Elhan. Elhan trying to trying to keep the the crowd relatively calm.
0: People are guessing pretty high.
3: I think the spice is kind of being deceptive I don't think on it's, that. I don't think it's that high. Agreed.
0: I think it's only like... One, 115 112 1.12-ish.
3: Yeah.
0: A lot of sherry notes that's being discussed at a table near us. But, but I would... Yeah, I. No idea. Just get the single barrels that we make. We, know, we get like a... Oh. It's also
1: called, nicknamed, the Pearl of Sparyside. Oh. <laughs> the, I nailed it. The <laughs> Pearl? <laughs> ah, yes. The Pearl of Sparyside. Um, fantastic. It's, it's yeah. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very happy with that. Very happy. So with that. So you're right in the distillery. Yeah, got the distillery. Eight year old. Oh, eight year old. Got the aging right. Doesn't shock me. Whoa. What? No way. Sixty-six point
0: two. Yikes. Wow. I don't I had know. Sixty. I can't imagine. I can't remember the last time I had a whiskey that high in proof. I think I actually probably 32? the last tasting
3: we did here they had one that was pretty high. Really? 30. Yeah. thirty-two proof. Maybe sixty-four. I don't think we hit sixty-six.
0: Um. So it's interesting how we, I don't like to talk about Starboard too much in the podcast, but uh, we barrelage our whiskeys for like four or five years. It, it's really and I, get I mean, kind of, about and we, category, you know. we talk a lot about how we use the elements to barrelage the whiskey little faster because it's hotter there, comparing like the average temperature to be around 80 degrees in Melbourne versus being 40 degrees in Scotland year-round. And I got a lot of similar notes to our whiskey. Second fill.
1: Wow, sherry. Sherry. Wow, a hogshead. Very yeah, interesting. Uh, again oh, so they had double X
3: double two so different X bourbon.
1: And a hogshead it's really interesting. Five. Barrel,
0: about so we so we've been hand wrong. We've been wrong on hand 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 our sherry. Really, really it was really recharred. That's where the color is coming from. Okay. Um, wow, very interesting though.
1: So ah. two two different X bourbon barrels. One for five years, one for three. To spice it up, so mate. So yeah, to so spice it up. <laughs> so
0: what's going on is the barrel was so aged for eight years total, but it was in a f- cast for five years initially, and then it was uh, technically finished, if you will, in same liquid in another cast. So it comes with more of as a private selection of a single barrel, which we do a lot with our distillery too. And kind of taking back to that, where we get so much fruit flavor in a short amount of time and doing cash strength. And I was like, this is a lot of the is reminiscent of a lot of the fruit flavors we get from our single barrels, the recharge barrels. And, um, the one we have in front of us right now, it's a recharge barrel. And I was thinking like, God, there's like a lot of complexity to this whiskey that I, I remember in this one, that's about a three to four year old whiskey. And we don't say like we have like our four year old whiskey is eight year old Scotch compar- comparable to that. But we do say like we get a lot of that, that feeling of the weather and the effects of the weather into our whiskey in that amount of time. And, so being a retard, Cask was right. Thought for sure it was X sherry or X wine. Oh, we, were we were wrong on that. Yeah, but and also because of color too. This is, this is the this is the darkest whiskey we've had of the four too. It's had a little bit more of that um, darker hue to it, a little more of a caramel hue versus these first ones. Almost looks like a like a, a Chardonnay um, color to the whiskey. But this is. I think I my favorite so far. Yeah. That yeah, was very I, nice. I agree,
3: four, four's got the top for now. And
1: 66%?
3: 66% I would not up, have man. pegged that at all. It, did, it drinks spicy, but it's not alcohol spicy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, a great very point. Very interesting. Yeah. Is this your favorite, Craig? I think so, yeah. Like, for sure, like, this is top so far. I'd be curious to see what five and six are, but, I mean,
1: compared yes. to the others. You know what else is really interesting to me? Just looking at them from a color perspective. You know, number four so that whiskey that we just had that was double cast matured way yeah. darker than the first three way darker way darker yeah, yeah. is that like the char you rechar. think yeah. yeah the rechar obviously yeah. but you know my original thought on that was like oh it's, it's touched a wine bottle you know right exactly right. Yeah, For yeah yeah the darker color yeah tannins kind of thing but yeah very I guess you weren't
0: listening to my whole rant i just talked about that right? no now. no no i'm i'm, I'm with You're you i'm with you, you but i'm just
1: me. i'm just but i'm just going back through and looking at the color again and thinking to myself like shit like that's Who's
0: better conf- at confirming information, you or Man City's accounting team?
1: <laughs> probably, probably me, because it sounds like Man City's accounting team hasn't been confirming anything. Oh, but they're, just,
0: they're the first of many. <laughs> <laughs> the dominoes will fall.
3: I actually do like that you've left a little in each of the glasses we've tried so far because you get you that color go back, comparison. Okay. Yeah. You got to go
1: back. Yeah, it's yeah. usually
0: a rookie mistake of these things. People kind of like drink them all. Like, oh, this is really good, but then you have to. No f- I mean, obviously they pour us more too. Guilty as charged. Yeah, yeah. I think the first time I ever did one of these, I was like, because we were standing around at Delilah's too. We literally like on a little sidewall, the little ledge, having your whiskeys there, and yeah, you have no room to. No Hold on to them Not using Cairns either Using the tall glasses Oh I forgot about that Yeah So it's it's harder to like Take a small sip out of those Yeah With a wider mouth I'm just kind of realizing tonight How many It's getting loud in here How many innuendos there are In drinking whiskey
1: Oh Sexual innuendos that (laughs) is Explosion (laughs) in my mouth Yeah Explosions in the sky
0: man Great band Favorite band of all time Maybe Maybe Great band Maybe Best, uh, my favorite soundtrack of all time is their soundtrack for *Friday Night Lights*.
1: Yeah, superb. Your they did hand in mine. They did and that all soundtrack? yeah, your hand in mine. Your I hand in no mine. And very.
0: Sanho Desperado. Very, very good. Yeah. Wow. The whole thing, and at the very end when they're in the back of the stadium and they're throwing the ball to each other at the, after the first after the loss in the championship game. Spoiler alert. Um, if you haven't seen that movie for the last 17 years, it's been out. But uh, yeah, it gets me every time. It gets emotional.
1: It's a great film.
0: When my wedding videographer was making our wedding video, he's like, what kind of mood are you looking for? I'm like, Cold War kids combined with explosions in the sky. <laughs> he's like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm liking the nose at number five. If this doesn't have any wine effect to it, then I'm just going to shoot myself in the head. Well, this was
1: this was what I was thinking. I was circling X Sherry, and I was like, wait, <laughs> we've been so... We've been so charmed by the ex bourbon tonight. Is this gonna be another ex bourbon? Have
3: we had an ex- like anything wine influenced tonight so I don't far? No, I Not think yet. it's all been bourbon,
1: right? All ex bourbon.
0: Uh, the, the most, I guess, diverse cast we had is this last one, where we had the second fill.
1: This tastes winy though. Tastes like it's a wine battle. Although saying that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, I would have. You said you would
0: have shot yourself in the head or something for number four to be a wine barrel finish.
1: I, d- I, doubled, I doubled down on Tormor, which was the only double down that I doubled down on. All right. Are you, any of your distilleries doing wine barrel finishes with single barrels? Um, I mean, wine in what sense, obviously? like you're, you're meaning like... Are you doing wine barrel finish at all? Or edging... I know you're not edging a full maturation in the wine cast, but... Uh, not that I can think of, you know, not that would be, not that it's like a permanent addition to a range, you know, there'll be one-offs for travel retail and things like that, but for a permanent addition to a range, I can't think of anything. So I just taste number five, raw honey, baby, raw honey. Raw honey?
0: Raw honey There's a little bit of a, a leathery note in the back end that... Makes you want to say it's a French oak cask, but I know it's not
1: probably. What? I just know it's number six by accident and it's like a smoke bomb. You said a calgasm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a calgasm. It's when explosions happen in your mouth and your name's Callum.
1: A LaFroy or orgasm. Are you jumping the six? No, I'm just oh. Shit. I
0: smelled a six the whole time and they usu- we usually end if there's a I love with that towards the back end which yeah. is smart to not yeah. blow our palates out. Honestly though I feel
3: like number four could blow some palates at this point. Yeah? Yeah. Just the level of spice if you're not used to that. Yeah. I, mm. could, te- I could see that easily taking somebody over. Yeah.
1: I want to cook with number four. I think this was the thing with number four was like it, 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 it hit the palate so early you know. Um... And it definitely has been like a it's one of my favorite whiskies I've tried in a while actually mm. I mean yeah I had the the older Tealings at last Friday which was great and also the food at the gauge is fucking outstanding oh, yeah. it's so so good and the, the 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 cocktail that we had at the start which was also fantastic um, It it's like a kind of ginger riff mm. like a mm. ginger like a whiskey ginger riff it was really nice and um, but that that number four you know, like I say, I think if you uh, if you put that one into a t- into a hot toddy, it would cure you of any ailment. Do you think going to twenty bars in one week is too much? No. Okay. Twenty bars in one night, maybe. Okay. If you're Make drinking sure. every one, why are you? On, is that what you? Is that your plan this week? No, That was last week. I presume it's it's probably about normal for us, right?
0: I know, and it just sounds strange. Fifteen is usually was, what was, I'm On at. Monday. I didn't go to any bars. I was on calls all day till like seven o'clock at night. And you're like. So you just
1: passed out in your bed? Me? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Lying naked on the floor.
1: Lying naked (laughs) on the floor.
0: This is how you feel?
1: Yeah. What if...
0: So if you've never been to the Franklin Room in Chicago, Illinois, I don't think there's a better place to do a scotch tasting like this with people. It's it's a small, low-ceiling, amazing back bar. Um... No windows at all, so you're forced to reckon with the people in front of you, even if you don't even like them. But they're there.
1: They're just topping up as well with their their whiskey selection. Yeah, I feel like every time I come in, there's an extra few bottles on the shelf.
0: Over 1,000 bottles, I guess.
3: Just looking around at the, the cases they've got literally lining the walls, there's anything and everything you could ever possibly want in here.
0: Yeah. I am looking for venues to do my Star Wars, Star Award Day tasting. So, Peter. May the 4th? May the 4th. Be with you.
1: Um, was, I was going to do at Delilah's, but they got rid of their uh, Star Wars pinball machine. There's there's also... Oh, that's a shame. It is. There's also another whiskey in the middle of the back bar on the left-hand side there that owes us a little bit of love, the amount that we talk about them on this podcast. Jay Henry? <laughs> uh, the pinhooks that are there.
0: Oh, I do see that now. I see the top of the bottles. But it's a beautiful bar. I think,
1: you know, if anyone's out there and listening and you are looking for somewhere that's going to kind of spice things up, maybe a date night, this mm. is brilliant. You know, Great darker, food too. dark and lighting. And yeah. Um, it's a beautiful bar. Elhan has come over to another spe- a, spe- a special a little summon. Spe- oh, oh, Simon. Really? Again, oh wow. Eight year a special Tom little summon for Callum.
0: Okay, so now I'm nosing number. Th- Five again, and leather is all over it. Mm-hmm. It's
1: really good.
3: I agree. I still, I do get more, I mean, I've said this for pretty much everything we've tried so far today, I still get that wine influence, but I think this time we might actually be right about
1: that. <laughs> I think <laughs> you guys, I'm okay. just gonna keep, I'm gonna keep saying should, it until we're right. One for three. You guys should try this, so we got, uh, Oh, I was taking a photo of that earlier. An, we got given another bottle, it's called <laughs> Footloose and Fancy Free, and this is a second ex bourbon barrel, Tormor, um, and it's at sixty-six point four percent as well. Oh my god! Are you kidding? Now, interestingly enough, have a taste of that. It has that same spice as the one before it, not quite to the same level, um, but it has a it has a lot of spice there compared to the other three that we've tried today. Do you want to try, Jay?
0: You know, I, l- I love when people come up to your podcast and you're recording and talking to microphones and ask, "Are you recording?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's interesting. So I I get the the spice, but it is a different spice. You're right. Yeah. The The one we tried for the tasting today, I got more of like, um, almost like a Szechuan peppercorn that like numbs your tongue. Yeah. This is kind of more just like a like a burning like, especially like at the back of the throat
1: type of spice. Yeah, like a kind of like burnt coffee. Uh, yeah. 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 Like versus, yeah. Try this. Yeah. Try this. Actually, like a burnt now that you coffee. Say that, yeah. Versus like. Versus that sort of peppercorn cinnamon that we had in the first one. Yeah. Did you miss your mouth completely. Jake can't even get things in his mouth anymore, and the innuendos continue. Um, but no, it was super cool and also very, very nice of them to give us another pour. That's nice. The pearl of space sides. It's almost like a. Uh, Wait, this this isn't the first one we tried,
0: is it? Sorry. Is it, did we do we try this one? No, no. This is the no, no, this no. is the the one they grabbed off the back. Yeah, right. this is
1: from the back bar. Yeah. Different
0: one, but. Um, it's like a toned-down version of what we had today. Agreed, yeah. It's not distillery.
1: Yeah, I, I, honestly, I, it's funny how... Burt coffee's a great note, though. It's funny how those things... Folgers. Those things work, you know? like. And I think you guys would like kind of understand where I was coming from when I was talking about that spice there, you know? That oh, for sure. Definitely, definitely feel it. Um, I better take this bottle back. I'll be back.
3: <laughs> honestly, I think I've got a new bottle to look out for from SMWS. The, the Tormores are... I could drink a lot of that.
0: Yeah, I really like that. What do you think the price point on that would be?
3: For the one we tasted, I'm going to guess probably 150 to 200.
0: Was it 8 years? Yeah. No. Uh
3: yeah, yeah it was, I that think was, it was the, 8 yeah, years. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. was
0: the second fill. Um Being a second fill, knowing the society, yeah, probably at least 175. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, which is an interesting so I don't think. Is there anything less than a hundred before sales?
3: I feel like every once in a blue moon you see something for eighty-nine to yeah. ninety-five. But, but it's they do very have
0: like twenty uh, percent off, twenty-five percent off sales multiple times a year. They do, yeah. So um, they had one that started the year. Was it twenty-five percent off? I think. Yep. Which, in any case, it at least covers your shipping.
3: Exactly. They also do run free shipping specials every once in a while too. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: grab a hold of those ones. Yeah, and if you're trying to order it for a special occasion, order way in advance. This is coming from the other side of the world, so make well, sure you do that. We also
3: get a little shafted by shipping laws in Chicago and Illinois anyway, so it takes even longer to reach us.
0: That is true. So we are now reviewing number five. It's a Highland whiskey. Mm. First Highland we've had. 30? Thir-
3: 13?
0: 13. So, double maturation. Yeah. Del maturation. Okay. So, another one, two in a row. 52.8? Mm-hmm. 52.8? 8. 8. 8. Oh. 15. 15. 15. 15 year old Highland Park. 52.8. Uh,
3: uh, no, 15 year old Highland.
0: First is 12 years in eggs, ribbon, a bourbon hogshead.
1: There we go. We hey. finally got a share Hey! We finally did. Welcome back to the party,
0: Mr. Oloroso. So, uh, we had three uh, second fill in, or second dumping, I guess, the whiskey into an Olorosa sherry cast for three years, so 15 years total, after spending 12 years in an ex bourbon hogshead. For hogshead, if you don't know, it's about a 100 gallon barrel, quite large. Um, A lot of wine operations work with them. Not too many distilleries, uh, and you don't seem a lot in America, period, as a bourbon first fill. Most of the time it's used for finishing. Blair
3: Athol. Blair Athol. This is our, is our uh, distillery, oh. Blair Athol. I only read it. Very f-
1: famous in scouting. Really? The area of Blair Athol. Yeah, there's been a lot of jamborees and jamborettes held there. What's a jamboree and jamborette? It's where like, scouts from all over the world will come and celebrate. Hmm. That was before my time of drinking alcohol. Do
3: you have first hand knowledge of this? I was in
1: the 40th Fife uh, Scouts, Scout Group. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I was kicked out of the Boy Scouts. For being an idiot?
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> A hothead second grader.
1: Can't picture that at all. But I you know, was really
0: impressed. Rep- guys. I was already Catholic, so I had like one crazy man to look after at gout for,
1: so I didn't need that other drama happening in my life, too. So um, I survived. I, I think that the Footloose and Fancy Pants um, eight year old Tormo that we got to sample was very nice. lovely.
0: So that was on another tasting, apparently, because that's why it's here at the bar, because mm-hmm. Peter. Keeps all the bottles. I don't think I was here for that one though. I think I think we missed it probably. I don't think I was either. There wasn't one in January, but I didn't make the last one of the year either. Same. So, huh.
1: Very interesting whiskey. I think. You know, what's
0: really interesting about this this group is that I felt like when I was at Delilah's, it was kind of the same faces mostly, and always smaller. I don't know. Maybe it's just a return to doing public parties after COVID, but it's always a group of new faces here, and like sold out every single time. The I think this is the,
1: this is the interesting thing, you know, this is the reason that people fall in love with whiskey, right? Because this is just fun, right? Like there's, you get food, you get decent feed on you, you get a bunch of really, really special whiskeys and then no one's taking themselves too seriously. Yeah. It's all, you get to sample them as you go. Constant banner. And then there's also this like little kind of game that they've pieced out for you where, you know, there's different selections there, you know, um, now, this next one, number six, I'm going to have to admit to both of you, I'm not going to have a fucking clue.
0: I've got some guesses. Because so, I don't have a sheet in front of me. I can't see the distillery options, but... Here.
1: Your your Cowlila, Highland Park, uh, Ruardmar, Ardmore, and Bowmore. All interesting, all renowned for their use of good old peat. Could you say
3: that third one again, please?
1: <laughs> I think it's I think it's Rue ma. All right, but I've who who never had anything from
3: them. Nope. I'm curious. Nope.
1: Is it a manner? And uh, no, but it looks like it should be if there was a little end just slotted in there. Um. Ooh. Now I'm just gonna give you guys my first look at this. You know, so Callum's about to drink this peated
0: scotch. He has a very uh, funny taste. He's, scritch- he's scratching the back of his right ear, which usually does when he drinks smoky things, or eats sausage.
1: It's actually not. It's not as smoky as I thought it was going to be.
0: I would you say the
3: nose is smokier than it drinks? Yeah.
0: Based purely on the nose, I'm gonna narrow it down to either. Based on our options here, I think I'm really gonna go. About more.
3: Oh, my gut was Colila when I first smelled it. S- option number two. Come. Okay.
0: You know, artist Scotsman say. Kalila. Yeah. Kalila. Oh, yeah.
3: I, I think I did butcher that. Or
1: Kalila. That. Kalila. Kalila. My name it. is Kalila. <laughs> Anyone? Bugsy Malone. All right. No. Um. um I, I I don't think Highland
0: Park. No. I think it would be salty. No. Salty. Agreed. Sure. I I guess Beaumar because of the uh, the sea effect. I get a lot of like. Salt, but not overwhelming. Um, like a breezy kind of wind to it that would, where
1: well you would get off of the ocean while walking by it. I'm moving fifty-four percent ex bourbon Bowmore.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna flip and join you guys on the the Bowmore train. I don't think it has that signature colula, like kind of
1: all the musty Almost now I tried it and it's Kula Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all the colula I've ever tried is very 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 smoky. Like high parts per million. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's, it's not, maybe just it's because I've had fifteen hundred slices of pizza. Hmm. But was our bacon option on here? It is, is not hard more. Oh. Oh. Uh, eh. I think Bowmore's a good show. To be honest, like I, that could be anything smoky. And to me, I'm I so, just, yeah, I'm I adept. get the sea effect from it. I, I get there's like
0: Bowmore like saltiness. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would like agree. A, almost like a but there's a, a touch of fruit there. There's a fruit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little strawberry.
1: Yeah, it's something Strawberry sweet. champagne. Strawberry champagne. Mm. Huh. Strawberry smoked tart. Do you like this, Isla? though?
0: Yeah, it's lovely, actually. Yeah, it's very enjoyable. It's not overwhelming whatsoever. i, I That's the thing, that Isla Scotch has got this bad rep for having the all-repeated and this and that. And I i feel bad for anybody who got a Lafroig 10 given to them so early in their whiskey journey that they think <laughs> that... That was it, me, actually. Right, right. I
3: loved it. I oh, was all aboard. No, was, yeah. I'm I'm probably an outlier in that. Right. I loved it. I was all aboard the give me all the peat all the time for a yeah. very long time. Finally learned my lesson and branched out, but I do keep coming back to things like this.
0: I do enjoy it a lot. No, that's great to have. My wife the same way, she like had it and was like, Oh, I need this is what I drink now. I drink Isla, like which is really of over- think it's definitely a marginalized whiskey drinker that you have that whiskey and you say, This is my home versus being I'm never going to drink this whatsoever, whatsoever ever again.
3: Right. I do agree with you, though. I think a lot of people have been kind of ruined on Scotch, especially by having something like a Laphroaig. Yeah. Just like, here,
0: drink this. And I think, I think like, what if you were just, like, a Jack, Jim, and maybe a Jameson drinker, and you've only had, like, sweeter whiskeys, creamy whiskeys, and all of a sudden that's given to you right there? Yeah. Palate's Completely blown different. Yeah.
1: You know, I never thought I would say this, but I actually think that Six is one of my favorite whiskeys of the night. Yeah, I actually really enjoy it. Yeah. it's. it's I think I've got four number one because sure. of the spice, just the power of it. And then, honestly, I think I'm going to go with number two after that, and then I've got number six. Hmm. What was it number one? I was and trying to listen to Elhan, sorry. The number one was Glenn Getty. Oh, what was my number one? Yeah. Number four, Tormor, Yeah. 66%. So. I don't four. think you're
3: going to be alone on that tonight.
1: Yeah, it was excellent. Absolutely. It is interesting at the end of this all, uh Elhan will tell us the prices and yeah. <laughs> that, will re- that will be revealed. Uh Juan's just passing by he's getting ready to rap. Yeah, Juan's gonna he's rap. He's coming on soon. Peter's gonna rap too. Peter's gonna show what he's show us what he's made of. Uh as they say in the rap scene, show me what you've got, little mama.
0: Just take the Uncle Nearest head off, they're not a sponsor. <laughs>
1: We need to get ourselves to Malt Disneyland at some stage. Sure. Yeah. You,
0: you arrange that trip. <laughs> what
3: are you guys thinking on age for this one? I, I a hard two. 12. Okay. I yeah. have a hard time judging Isla age a lot Same. of the time.
0: Right. Yeah. Because I think we, I've had like 30 girl Islas where you're like.
1: they are smoky. Yeah. 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 No,
0: they're, no, they're just, you're kind of like pleasant in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they mellows older. out. Yeah. They me- mellows out though. Yeah. For sure. I feel like, I feel like With this life isn't mellow been. enough though.
1: This is enjoyable. Right.
0: Oh. oh, So
1: we could be right, I think. So Elhan has told us this is very typical of the distillery. We're guessing Bowmore. Bowmore. I mean, the thing is, I'm when it comes to smoke, like I say, it could be anything out there, and I have no clue. <laughs> as soon as we were talking about our Arb- Or we neglected Armor, I was like,
0: well, it could be maybe now. I honestly well, haven't had enough of them to judge. I've had one of their single barrels that's really reminding me of this now.
2: It's a fruity you
0: Now I'm changing
1: my, my guess completely. You're going back to the start?
0: No, definitely not there. I'm yeah, I'm gonna go Ardmore.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna split your difference and go to Kalila. Could be them. That was my first guess. My my gut taste. initially
3: said Ko'Lila. I'm kinda sticking with the Bowmore right now. I'm be curious. Well, soon to find out.
0: Can I guess Elhan
2: I gave enough hints
3: to yeah. to narrow it down. This right? is true, yeah. <laughs>
0: Can I guess that number f- four is the most expensive? Oh, absolutely
2: not. Five? The most expensive was number one. Really? really? Wow,
0: number one, the Glen Getty. Wow. Wow. That shocks me. Yeah. Huh. Well we'll find the prices out here pretty soon.
2: Number four
3: is the cheapest in the in Thailand.
1: Real, wow. no really oh. special.
0: I think number 4 might sell out tonight then. The, the pedal
1: the pedal of space sides. The pedal space sides. Tor Oh, 110 only, only $110 for the, yeah. the Peril of space
0: expense one the whole Keen Lake the to <laughs> I really
1: liked um I really liked the other one that you guys gave us as well, Elhan, the fit loose and fancy pants. But the eight year was very very nice. Elhan's a way to find the bottle of the poor guy. We're sending them <laughs> all over the place here. But that was a lovely one. I thought that was really, really nice. How much does that bottle retail for uh, Elhan? I,
2: he may know, I will ask. Very similar
1: Elhan profile for my
2: and all of that. Mm-hmm. But this was, in my mind, wasn't as spicy as the other one. Agreed. It was like a yeah. totally different profile. About everything else is the same, but yeah. the taste is, is different, you know. Right. Yeah, Which so kind of speaks to oh. some of these numbers are just numbers and information, mm. right? You yeah. it, can, it can come up with anything. Very interesting like about because Elhan was saying that he
1: found the... The two Tormors, similar spice, but the second, the Footloose and Fancy Pants, which was the eight-year-old, just not at the same level as the the 66-proof, the the one that we tried tonight. Um, very, very, very nice whiskey. Craig, any favorites? Any Sorry?
3: favorites? I, I think number four, honestly, is still going to be on the top, um, that the level of spice and the way it kind of like numb my mouth was uh, something I have rarely experienced with a, a whiskey before. Right. Um, so I think that was just very very cool to finally be able to try. Um, hmm. I will say I think number six is going to take my second spot. I am a peated guy.
2: Same
1: price range. The other one was uh-huh. about 110. You know. oh. So both, yeah. uh, both 110. Yeah. Really, really nice whiskeys. Yeah. Um, it's funny because Elhan actually said after the tour more he was like, you know, this is distillery that... Um, I think El- Elixir Distilling or something is now owning it. Not sure, I'm not sure it's still under Pernod Ricard, but that's a distillery that you have to think that if it came out, you know, if they came out and did some really good branding, you would think that it might take off. It tastes so good. It tastes so, so good. I always wonder how they come up with their names. Like, is there
0: just like three people in a room just throwing Essentially things to the yeah. wall? Yeah, I hope so. I know whenever I'm trying to figure out, like, a cocktail name or something like that, I just go to, like, old albums and, like, run through lyrics because they kind of come with the best things. Or I go to my Google, Google Notes page, and I think most people in the industry have this page of, like, holding on to, like, someone says like, a random thing like Cowboy in a Bathtub. Like, that's a cocktail name. Yep. Put it down in the Google Sheet, and that way you have it there forever. Yeah, I feel like
1: So was a weird one. Is it?
0: So is it a cocktail
1: call? name or is that a name of an indie band? <laughs> could <laughs> be either. saying,
0: yeah. Speaking of indie bands, if you haven't watched or read, meet me, meet me, yeah, meet me in the bathroom. Um, awesome documentary about the early 2000s and the indie scene happening in Brooklyn. Also, could work for a band name or a cocktail name. Yes, especially especially anything that would involve like jungle juice. Yes. A batch gin cocktail some kind of shooter yes meet me in the bathroom add it to the list calum so i actually got to do
3: one of the tasting panel experiences a couple years ago oh. um they did one at fountainhead where charlie mclean came through and yeah ran ran us through i think um four or six samples and everybody wrote their notes down and you know tried to come up with a name um, really i don't know. I don't, think, I don't know if anybody's from Chicago's name was picked for the bottle that they sold, but that bottle then became a U.S. exclusive release. Really? It was a really neat experience. It was Absolutely. a lot of fun.
0: Is that how they usually do that?
3: No, it was, it was like for a special, just for a special thing. I think usually the, the people that work for the society are on the, the naming panel. Hmm. Ah, kalila. kalila, it is kalila i was wow. right my we right the first time
0: and i switched i was wrong i should stick to my guns st- stick to my gut and uh you know go with what i think it is best which is kalila one once more. more onto the uh, breach dear friends we're getting a one last nice special whiskey, whiskey added sample. to our table
1: yeah a nice surprise if, if, was if anybody wants off. to finish mine off as well feel free <laughs> craig if you want to just get stuck right in there You're mate you too healthy of a man these days <coughs> that's right i'm a marathon runner now Where were you too drunk over the weekend no, no, I'm just trying not to, trying not to get after it on a Monday night. You know, you are Cowliela very quite, interesting. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> this was nice. This was really nice. Yeah, this
3: is this is lovely.
1: So you're gonna? Is Jake gonna get up and do a little bit of the fan dabby dozy?
0: Maybe. Seems that way. If I invited the main stage,
1: Jake to the main stage. <laughs> Twirl, <laughs> like dance, and show like off. Like I say, you know, if whiskers. you really want to make a difference, take something off. Mm. Whatever it is. My beanie? That could work, but like maybe just take your fucking pants off and do it right. Take off your pants and jacket.
0: I didn't get that joke till like a year ago. Oh, Jesus. That album came out in like 2001 or two. I was
1: going to say, we've been really going for the lyrics tonight there's been a lot of lyrics out there there's always
0: a theme to this podcast huh there's always a theme to this podcast
1: and that's key ladies and gentlemen for anyone starting your own podcast don't listen to us
0: it's called a callback (laughs) is it we got all the meta jokes out here
1: um (sighs) so what are we drinking here then jake what can you give us a quick rundown on what this is
0: um I guess I'm I, guess I presume I'm talk- it's, it's a it's single Wars, Yeah, it's yeah. A Star Here's, Wars I can singular. see
3: the bottle, oh. but I can't read anything on
0: uh, it. What did we pour? Am I, am I talking to them?
1: Jake's going to get them? up and give it to the people.
0: Yeah, oh, I'm getting put on the spot. Um, do you want to take over or yeah, should I, I pause? I, no, no, no. You,
1: you're good. You're good. I got uh, you.
0: <laughs> cheers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does a group want to hear from me? Do we need to talk to the group? Oh, thank Is that you. what's going on? Oh, no.
1: Jake is currently on his way to the floor. He's got all of his clothes Jake's on. For the main stage. <laughs> He's got all of his clothes on right now, so we'll we see could for be how much longer. But um, I think these first things first with this single barrel that we're going to see is obviously Starward spends a lot of time, a lot of its time in wine casks. And the first thing that I would say, and Craig, I'm sure you'll agree, is the color on this. It is, it is just so much deeper and darker than than the other six whiskeys we've had tonight.
3: Even the darkest one we had doesn't come close to how just deep and rich this looks held up to the light.
1: It also looks like it's quite high in proof. The legs are kind of slow around there. Ooh. And Jake's going to take it away here. Oh my God, they're giving an applause. He hasn't even said anything yet. <laughs> So, a single malt from Australia, as we know, as we've heard probably 400 times in this pod. Um, someone tried their best to do an Australian accent. It was not a very good test. Failed absolutely miserably. I'm just going to go ahead and taste it, and they can do the other part. After. That's fair. But I'm going to add up, I'm going to just taste it without water first.
3: Mm. Clear my palate out first here.
1: Oh. Wow very spicy. Lovely fruitiness on the front. It's really kind of, it's really kind of made me salivate. It's got a lot of flavor to it. You know what's interesting?
3: I actually got some of that, the tum num- numbingness yeah. that I did from the tour A little door. bit of spice, yeah.
1: yeah. High heat, maybe. I should really be writing notes on this. But <laughs> so, this is, Jake is saying that it's ex Shiraz or Syrah, depending on where you are in the world, of course. Um, really, really special whiskey, this one. I think this is probably one of the ones that Jake sold in, per yeah. guy. Yeah. I'm
3: just kind of going over it right now. Um, one of the things I find interesting about Starward is just how much flavor they can extract from the barrels because of the ridiculous temperature swings that they get inside the, the rick houses
1: they often talk about this elemental maturation as jake calls it and it's super interesting aspect and it's something that i've touched on before and it's always fascinating to hear him talk about it because it's the fluctuation in the temperature that really makes the wood sort of expand Mm -hmm. and then contract and that is how the whiskey can then seek those or basically absorb those flavors Mm -hmm. really really interesting part of the whiskey and i I think it's one of the unique aspects of the unique points for Wars, you know yeah especially I think from day to night as well not just season to season but you right. know from the day to the night they get massive fluctuations in temperature exactly
3: I don't want to I hesitate to use the the term accelerated aging because you can't speed up time right but it does drastically increase the rate of flavor extraction
1: yeah um, and obviously as Jake uh, was saying earlier you know they get so much more of that flavor in such a shorter mm-hmm. period of time. How is was that? Very sexy. Yes. Very good. I
0: all my clothes on.
1: <laughs> I know, ladies and gentlemen. You'll all be very It's kind of funny how you, like, sober up in those moments, and yeah. you're like, oh. The adrenaline kicks in.
0: Oh, like, I got to talk to people. Strangers.
1: Good thing I do it for a living. Can you just give us a quick rundown? Do you know what exactly cast this was? Yeah, it was an extra
0: um recharged American oak. Wow. So we have, like, 16,000 red wine barrels, fully maturing whiskey, back in Melbourne. And half of those barrels are French oak, half of them are American oak, and only about twenty to twenty-five percent of those barrels are recharred. Wow! Yeah, so this is kind of a rarity. As I said, we first sold a single barrel in Texas, but it was like a hog side, so it was like three hundred some bottles. So they bought like two hundred, let's say, and we decided that there were like hundred in stock. So now we can give them out as gifts to people.
3: One thing I find interesting about um, this this dram that we've got here is, it's I mean, it's it's still fairly sweet Um, but it's also it's drier than the other Star Wars I've had before great. Um, and I was telling Callum that um, I got some of the same numbingness qualities that I did from the Tormor we drank earlier in terms of spice level
0: and that was the one I was saying like it reminded me of a Star Wars exactly cask and that's why you thought Sherry or something of of wine would be influenced in there (laughs) but we were were drastically wrong (laughs) but I I would like to ask the 34 other people in this room how many of them thought that was a sherry barrel it seemed like when they actually got a sherry barrel finally at the end Mm. we're like like, oh alright
3: I think actually that'd be a really interesting thing to do before we wrap up here see if you can grab everybody's attention one more time
0: hey I'm doing I'm doing a little bit of collection of information (laughs) no it's cool though Um, should we wrap up (laughs) Callum's just uh,
1: texting and nodding off camera oh someone dropped their phone not good Um, well just one thing I want to say before we do sort of close this office first of all really really good to see Han just so passionate about this yeah i think it's fantastic He's obviously not being paid for it um lord knows that uh after the amount of tastings that we've done in the last few years if i wasn't getting paid for it i probably wouldn't do them except for maybe on the off chance every so often um but you know i think it's a real a real testament to his passion and this group that he's coming in and doing that and then second of all so impressed with the lineup of the whiskeys yeah. Um, you know, I think number four was really, really special, uh, and I like number two, but my biggest surprise, I think of the night was probably how much I enjoyed the Kalila um Kalila's just spot on always, yeah, and, and I think it's funny because, as we're going through it, we were saying it's not as smoky as I would expect a smoky whiskey to be, you know, and it did have that fruitiness to it um but uh, yeah, I mean, really, really good night. I think this is one of those things, ladies and gents, if you're listening at home and you are into your whiskey, this is one of those things that I think is probably at least once a year in Chicago, it's unmissable. Um, Pete Kim, absolute gentleman in yeah. the industry, this is a fantastic bar, beautiful bar, phenomenal selection of drinks, even if you just come down here for for a, a couple of bevies and some dinner, um, but yeah, fantastic Get night. You. Thanks for inviting. Get the oysters. Get the
0: oysters.
3: One oh, thing to man. note too about really these tastings, um, they are open to the public.
1: <laughs> oh, what did you do? I
0: don't know.
1: Scratch the s- something. Scratch the something on his nose. Um, um,
3: non-members can buy tickets to these. So right. if you are not a member of the SMWS, you can get a ticket. Come down, check this out. Honestly, I agree with Callum. I think you should. It's a, it's a unique experience that you're not going to find in a lot of other places. And if mm-hmm. you are interested or passionate at all about whiskey, and especially even if you want to just like taste or test your um, mm-hmm. your blind tasting skills a mm-hmm. little bit, and just have some fun while you do it, this is a pretty good way to do it.
1: And, well, and, you know, I think, just to add on, it's always good to humble yourself.
3: (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think, if you're not even a Scotch fan, it's a really cool event to attend. Um, Get a whole new perspective on whiskeys, and might taste something you really enjoy, because it's not all about just having peat or high smoky whiskeys, it's about exploring the entire country and how it's diverse. the whiskeys come from all over that area. I think that's
3: something I like about actually probably the, the thing I like most about the SMWS is the level of variance that you'll find in a single distillery across casks and how much you can be surprised even between you know sequentially numbered barrels um, you know the flavor variances so that's I think that's why I keep coming back to these things I keep wanting to be surprised and I keep being surprised by the various bottles that they bring out for us and it's a really enjoyable thing
0: yeah absolutely um... I think it's a good way to end it right there. Well, thanks, Craig, for hanging out with us. Thanks, thanks for having me, for guys. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for Scotch Malt Whiskey Society for agreeing to let us record. Ciao. A nice little evening out in the Franklin Room of Chicago, Illinois. Goodbye. Cheers.